This message is brought to you by Alliance Bible Church, located in Mequon, Wisconsin. For more information about Alliance Bible Church or other resources, please visit our website, myabc.church. Welcome to Alliance Bible Church. We're glad that you've chosen to take part of your Christmas and celebrate this uh, season with us. We're excited to present to you a drama this morning. There's been a small army of people who have devoted countless hours to making this thing happen. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's clever. And uh, we want you to sit back, to enjoy it, and really take it in. So I hope you can do that. I hope you laugh. Permission granted to laugh. Some of you need to this morning, the way it's been going, right? So I give you permission to laugh. So we want to present to you Foolish Wise Men. Uh, hi. Listen, before you hear the story, there's some things that you need to know. Leia? Leia? Out here, Father. Leia, what are you... Oh. As I was saying, there are some things that you need to know for our story to make sense. First off, I'm Leia, and this is my father, Jacob. We're bandits. Leia! They need to know that. I don't think so. Confession's good for the soul. Confession's good for 15 to life. It's important to the story. What Leia's trying to say here is that any good father wants to pass his skills on to the next generation. And we are professional collectors. Our clients, however, are sometimes resistant to the concept of free trade. Whatever. Anyway, as with most bandits... Businessmen. We ply our trade out in the highways between cities and towns. And that's where we were when this particular story began. Simply, innocently, plying our trade. You see, the roads were heavy with traffic because of the edict. Caesar, usually a rat, this time did us a favor. He decided that everyone needed to travel to their hometown to register for the census. He wanted to get an accurate count of the people. Basically, so he could tax us more efficiently. Taxes. And they call me a thief. I mean, businessmen. So, anyway, the roads were flooded with people on their way to register. On their way home. And ripe for the pickings. You see, also traveling around this time were three wise men from distant eastern lands. Eggheads, really brainy types, you know, study astronomy and the sciences, speak several languages. Pretty much worthless people. Except they were rich. A special star appeared before them and guided them to the town of Bethlehem. But the wise men weren't the only ones following the star. Another came looking, a man named Ojin.
yes! Get away from ah, me! Yes! Get away from us! I'm warning you! Yes, you have been warned! I have a knife! We are armed and dangerous! Go away! What are you doing behind me? You are protecting me from... I'm not protecting you! Okay, then I will do it! We are armed and dangerous! Go away! Stop! That's my knife! Yes, thank you! You have been warned! Go away! Stop! Stop, I tell you! Stop at once! You don't come any closer! Not them! You! Who? Who? Uh. Take that! And that! And that! I do not fear you! Leave the girl alone and you shall face me! Ojin, the terrible! They are gone? Yeah, they're gone. But how? You must have scared them off. Really? I was warned that there may be thieves roaming these hills. It was fortunate for me that you were here, since I did not hear them coming up on us. Yeah, whatever. You got my <laughs> knife in there? No, no, I do not have your knife. What did you do with it? I dropped it when we fell. Perhaps it is on the ground. Perhaps thieves took it. Hey, you're not from around here, are you? No. How could you tell? Um, you seem lost, that's all. Lost? Perhaps you are right. My name is Ojin. I come from afar. My name is Leia. I come from here. Leia, I'm at your service. Right. Listen, traveling from afar must be expensive. Do you have any money? Oh, yes, I have money. Oh, oh, thank goodness I found you. That was a close call. Father. When that lady began screaming, I thought we were done for, for sure. Father. This is one night that a thief will hang, thought I. Father. What? We have company. Oh. Father, I would like you to meet Ojin from afar. Hello. Ojin. This is my father, Jacob. What's he doing here? How should I know? He was here when I got here. Is he dangerous? <laughs> I don't think so. I am not a thief, if that's what you are thinking. What? Oh, no. But there were some thieves here earlier. I'm surprised you did not see them when you came up over the hill. Beg pardon? Never mind. It's a long story. Does he have anything? I don't know. I just asked him when you came in. So then. What's your story? I come from afar. Yeah, I heard that part already. My friends and I are traveling, seeking... Friends? How many friends? Well, three, actually. We are seeking... Where are they, these three friends of yours? Well, actually, I do not know. Big pardon? Well, you see, we all decided together that we would make this trip from afar to seek the king. The king? There's a king around here? Well, it's kind of... Where there is a king, there are soldiers. We best be off. Come on, Leah. Wait. You were looking for a king around here? Yes, a newborn king. Newborn? What do you mean, newborn? A baby. A baby king. A baby king? Are you sure you mean a baby that is a king? Yes, a baby king. <sighs> baby kings do not have armies. Listen, where you come from, they may have baby kings. But in this part of the world, all the kings are grown-ups. No, in my part of the world, we also do not have baby kings. But the stars said that a baby king would be born here. The stars told you that? What do you mean, the stars? My, my friends are very wise, and they studied the movement of the stars. And the stars predicted 
that a baby king, a great king, would be born here. So the stars didn't actually speak to you? No, they did not speak. <laughs> okay, just checking. Hey, you never told us where your friends are. Alas, I do not know. What? Did you lose them? Well, out here? Not really. They left without me. They left without you? Yes, you see, when they were thinking about seeking the newborn king, I was not sure that I wanted to go. But after they left, I realized I did not want to miss such an event. So I ran after them in hopes to catch up with them. Oh, um, how long have you been chasing after them? Three months. Three months? And you still haven't caught up? Well, there were problems. Such as? Well, my friends are traveling on camels. And, well, I lost my camel. Lost your camel? How? I stopped to rest for the night, and in the morning my camel was gone. Happens all the time in these parts. Alas, all my possessions were on that camel. All? Was all your money gone as well? Oh no, I keep that right here. <laughs> and now, you have to catch up to your friends without a camel. Oh, it is worse than that. Worse? How so? I do not know exactly where they are going. You've come out here without knowing where this king was to be born? My friends said to follow the stars, that the stars would show me the way. But when I look up, I do not know which star to follow. I'm um, not as wise as my friends. Ojin, I don't suppose you thought about following the star that is by far bigger and shinier than all the others. Oh, sure, but what star would that be? That one. Oh. Hey, OJ. That's Ojin. Whatever. Look, there's a strange footprint in the ground. Do you suppose this could be from one of your friends? Hey, I think Father might be onto something. It looks like a print from afar. Really? Come on, take a good close look. This does not seem so interesting to me. Ah, well, it was a long shot anyway. Yes. No harm in looking, though. I, I suppose not. Well, we best be going. Oh, must you? No, we can stay for a while. Actually, we really need to be going. I was hoping for your company. Sure. We'd be glad to stay. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, you know, as they say, safety in numbers. Yeah, Father, safety in numbers. They also say, take the money and run. What does that mean? Excuse us for a minute, would you? Oh, sure, sure. Take the money and run? What are you trying to do? Let's get out of here. But he has three friends. I'm not afraid of his friends. If they're anything like him, they're nothing to be afraid of. My point exactly. If they're like him, then they are rich. And foolish. As they say, a, a fool and his money are soon parted. OJ, my friend! That's Ojin. Whatever. I have been a little bit hasty. Safety is in numbers. And what? 
with bands of thieves around, we probably should stick together. Yes, the more the merrier. Speaking of more, we probably should start looking for your three wise fools. Friends. Friends, your three wise friends. No. No? It is late and growing very dark. We should wait until morning. Say, you wouldn't have anything to eat at all by chance. No, remember, my camel, my possessions uh, are all gone. Yeah. Hey, Leah? You know I don't. Go to sleep. All right. What was that? What? I thought I heard a grunting. I didn't hear anything. Probably just father's stomach. Right. Go back to sleep. What was that? What is it, Ojin? I thought I heard a growling. That's just father snoring. He'll get used to it. I'm not sleeping. <gasps> what was that? It sounds like a boar. I don't like boars. <laughs> Where is he? I think he's out there. Do boars eat people? No. Unless they're hungry. <laughs> we must not stand in a group. Why not? If he charges, he will kill all of us. <laughs> We're gonna die. We're all gonna die. <laughs> One of us must distract the beast while the others run. What? It is the only way. One distracts, two run. I'm not staying. No, I will stay. You? Yes, no arguments. We are running out of time. You two go, I will protect you. Okay, let's do it. Wait, count to three. On the third count, run. Got it. One, two. Wait. Leah, your knife, if you please. What? Just give it to me. Okay. Okay. One, two. Wait. If you happen to find the baby king, please give him this for me. If I see the baby king, I will give this to him. Are we ready now? Yes, begin again to count. One, two. Wait. If you happen to run into any of my friends, tell them what happened here. Tell them to tell my family of my sacrifice. Okay, okay now. One, two... Wait! Three! Ah! I'm scared. It's dark out here. Do you hear anything? No. Do you see anything? No. I guess the boar is gone, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Oh. I guess OJ is gone too, huh? Ojin. Yes. Probably. So what'd you get? Excuse me? The present for the baby king. What is it? I don't know. It's all wrapped up. Well, open it up. Let's see what we got. Father, it's for the baby king. So? We can't open someone else's gift. It's ours now. OJ is dead and the baby king isn't here. Open it up. 
father, he gave his life for us, and his only wish is that we give this to the baby king. And that we tell his family what happened to him. Yeah, that too, but his only other wish... And he wish... took your knife. Morally, he owes you, not the other way around. Father, I'm keeping the king's gift for the king. Leah, there is no baby king. Maybe not, but I'm keeping it for him just the same. Whatever. We'll talk about it in the morning. I'm tired. <sighs> Did you hear that? Huh. I thought I heard something out there. I don't hear anything. Shh. You hear anything? Nothing. What are we listening <laughs> for? <laughs> oh, Jim, you're all right. What happened to you? So... I run, trying to distract the boar from you. I'm waving my arms and shouting. The boar, he sees me, and he starts out after me. Oh, this boar is a fast one. So I am running, and the boar is running. I am running, and the boar is running. I am getting tired, and the boar is running. I am slowing down, and the boar is still running. And then, just when I think that I am about to die, a ram appears. A ram? A ram from out of the bushes, a ram runs. And since the ram has more meat than me. The boar chases the ram. And the ram runs. And the boar runs. And the ram runs. And the boar runs. And the ram runs. And the boar runs. And until, until I could see them no more. And so I thought I would come here to see if you were all right. Well, thanks from both of us. Right, Father? Whatever. We should all try and get some sleep now. We'll need rest for tomorrow's journey. Well, 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 what if the boar tries for dessert? I had not thought of that. Well, we can't stay up all night. Listen, I will stand watch for you. Ojin. It's only a few more hours. Ojin, you don't have to do that. It's no big deal. I can do that for you. Okay, great. See you in the morning. Oh, we can't let him do that, Father. After all, he just saved our lives. He wants to, don't you, OJ? Yes, I would like yeah. to do this. See, now get some sleep. Well, at least let me help you keep watch for a while, okay? That would be okay, but if you become sleepy, then you must go to sleep. I, for one, am sleepy. Good night. Oh, I almost forgot. This is yours. Uh, yes, thank you. I would not have liked losing this. So, what is the big present? Gold? Perfume? Oh, not so fancy, I'm afraid. A ball? Yes, I played with this when I was little. I thought a king would have more gold than he could use. But the ball, any young boy can always take a ball to play with. That's a very thoughtful gift, Ojin. Tell me more about this baby king you've traveled from afar just to give a ball to. Oh, I think this baby king must be a marvelous thing. My wife's friends are so excited. They have studied this king for a long time. Studied the king? In the stars? Not just in the stars, but in histories and prophecies and in the stars. All things have been telling about this birth. Wow. Must be some baby. The prophecies say that this baby king will grow up to be the king of all the world. Not only will he be a king, but he will be a healer, making the cripple to walk. Uh, the deaf to hear, and the blind to see. They say that he will bring 
peace to people's troubled souls, and joy to broken hearts. And, well... What is it? They say that he will conquer death. Conquer death? Yes, with him there will be no more dying. Some king. Oh, yes. Yes, some king, great king. Now be quiet and go to sleep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. How is this king supposed to do all of this? How? Well, the histories say, and the prophecies say, and the stars say. They say? They say, well, they do not know. Oh. Say, why didn't you leave with your friends? Well, to be honest, I was afraid. Afraid? Oh, yes, to travel so far from home, to face bandits and wild animals, maybe never to return home again. I do not like these things. But you came out anyway. Yes. People have always teased me about my cowardice. Even the small children began to call me by my nickname right to my face. What nickname? Ojin, the frightened kitten. <laughs> the frightened kitten? Yes, finally I could stand it no more. So in the middle of the night, I snuck out to go search for my friends. Why did you sneak out? Well, it was in case I became afraid and came back. Because if nobody had known I had left, they would not know when I came back. So if they did, the names and the gossip would become even worse. Well, I don't think you are such a fraidy cat. You've been out here alone for a long time now. You chased away the boar. Yes, it's, it's not that I am no longer afraid. It is just that now I am more afraid. Of what? Well, it is hard to explain. But the more I look for this baby king, the more I fear that I may not find him. I am deeply afraid that I may never meet this king, never see his miracles, never know him. I fear this so much that to me, a wild boar is not such a frightful thing. Wow. You're pretty hooked on this quest, aren't you? Yes, I, I suppose. But, but I am a stranger here, and all we do is talk about me. Tell me something about you and your people. We are a people who like to sleep at night. Be quiet. Again, I'm so sorry, so sorry. So, so tell me a story about your people. I don't think I know any stories. Oh, did that your mother tell you stories as a small child? Oh, yeah. Hey, have you heard the one of how people came to live on the earth? No, but that sounds like a good story. Okay, let's see if I can remember it all. First, before all time, there was nothing in the universe. It was empty as far as the eye could see and beyond. Then, God began to make the universe. He put planets into place. Boom, boom, boom. Leah. Sorry. He put planets into place. Boom, boom, boom. And stars in the sky. Ding, ding, ding. And the sun. Foosh. And the moon. Fish. And all of the earth. And he filled the earth. First with water. Swoosh and then with dirt, clump, 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 and the animals, skitter-scatter, and the birds, tweet, 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 and the fishes. <laughs> and then God rested. Leah, please. No. Then God made Adam and Eve. Then God rested. Thank you. But Adam and Eve didn't rest. <sighs> they were in this garden, this big, beautiful garden that God had made for them. And they ran around in the garden. Leah. Come on, Father. You're not sleeping anyway. And they ran. And God ran with them. And they played. 
and God played with them, and they had all kinds of food to eat. Oh! What? I almost forgot. There was a tree in the garden. A massive, tall, strong tree. And God said, do not eat the fruit from this tree. Do not eat the fruit from this tree. Yeah, that's it. What next? I don't remember. The snake. What? The snake. The snake comes and tells Eve to eat the fruit. But why should I? My fruit is delicious. It will make you strong. It will make you smart. It will make you like God. Oh, okay. Hey, do not eat that. Wait, God doesn't say that yet. First, Adam came to Eve. Hey Eve, what's up? Hey Adam, I have some great fruit here. Wanna try some? But isn't that the fruit from the tree God told us not to eat from? Yeah, so? Well, why should I eat that fruit? Because the fruit is delicious. It will make you strong. It will make you smart. It will make you like God. Oh, okay. Now, Ojin. Oh, hey, do not eat that. Eat, eat what? what? From the tree. Oh, oh that. that. Why did you eat it? I was hungry. There is plenty of food in the garden. It looked delicious. There is plenty of delicious food in the garden. She forced me to do it. The snake forced me to do it. Forced you? Forced, forced us. us. Ow. Um. I am very, um. Angry. Angry. And hurt. And hurt. And, um. Angry. You must leave. Yes, that's exactly what God did. He sent Adam and Eve out of the garden, and there they... Worked for their food. Long, hard work. I wanted you to stay in the garden. And there, they lived outside of God's direct presence. I wanted you to stay in the garden. And there they died. They what? They died. Inside the garden, they lived forever, but outside the garden, they died. And they no longer played with God. They no longer ran with God. They no longer knew God. That's why he made a way for Adam and Eve and all of their children to come back into the garden. How? I'm not sure, actually. But God said that he would one day send his son as a savior, that this son would bring people back. He would restore the people back to God. When will God do this? I don't know. But our people have long waited for the Messiah. The Messiah? Yes, that's what he'll be called. The Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. But Messiah is what the baby king is to be called. The baby king? Yes, he's to be called Messiah. Wait a minute. When the Son of God comes, the stories say that the crippled will walk. The baby king will make the crippled to walk. The blind will see. The baby king will do that. The deaf will hear. That as well. And the dead will rise up from the grave. Ojin, your baby king is the Messiah, the Son of God. In the garden, there was no dying. The baby king will bring an end to death. Now I know how he will do these things. He is the Messiah, the Son of God. He will bring people back to God. Through him, people will run with God. They will play with God. They will know God. Oh, I am sorry. I must leave you now. Where are you going? I am too excited. 
I, I must continue my search. See, my map is lit and waiting for me to follow. We are going with you. Oh, no, we're not. Father, I too would like to bring a present to the baby king. No, you wouldn't. Can we talk about this for a second? Excuse sure, us for sure. a second. Are you nuts? Probably, but I have to do this. Sure, his story and our story seem to mesh, but that doesn't make it true. But what if it is true? And this is the Messiah. Shouldn't we at least go and see him for ourselves? If this is the Son of God, do you really think he's going to want to know people like us? Anyway, where's the prophet? Father, up until now, I have only trained to be a thief. Now, I have a chance to be something more. I can be like a wise man. If Father agrees, we will go with you. That is, if you'll have us as your partners. I would be honored to have your company. Please, Jacob, I would be so much more happy with you with us. You know, for such a journey, we will need provisions. I have money, enough for three. Hear that, Father? He has money, enough for three. No. Really, no. Is something the matter? Not at all, is there, Father? You're killing me, you know that? Hey, look, a shooting star. Where? Oh, that star isn't moving after all. My mistake. Oh, my, OJ. You looks like you dropped your coin purse. Oh, yes, that is mine. I must have dropped it during the incident with the boar. Come, Ojin. Our star waits. I'm coming. Uh, Jacob? Oh, why not? If there is a baby king, I'd like to see him. And if not, well, I've been a fool for lesser things. Not a fool, but a wise one. Now, three wise ones. Uh, uh, ah. the things I've been increasingly convinced um, is true is that the greatest threat to Christmas in our community is not consumerism, but an over-familiarity with the Christmas story. To a great degree, we have become over-familiar with the basics of this greatest story ever told. Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus, the shepherds, the angels, the wise men. And because we've become over-familiar with the basics of the story, we are missing its deep significance. And because we're missing the deep significance of the Christmas story, like Ogin, we're in danger of completely missing Jesus himself. One of the neat things about this drama is that it seeks to set the Christmas story within its broader context. Only when you understand the Christmas story in its broader context will you understand the Christmas story's deep significance. As was told, it begins with God. He created this universe, and he created it perfectly. 
human beings, Adam and Eve, once knew what it was like to live in a world that's flawless. We've never known that. As they portrayed, the story continues to a crisis that took place in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve decided to declare their own autonomy rather than submitting to God's word. Rather than submitting to God's word, they decided to do what they thought was best in that moment. And from there on, everything else broke. We call this sin, and it ushered in a whole slew of consequences that every religion in the world agrees with. Every religion, every philosophy in the world looks at at our world, and it says there is something wrong with it. That is, the world is not the way it's supposed to be. We know this in human experience every week. Pull up any news headline at any hour of any day, and you're going to find evidence of a world that's not the way it's supposed to be. We feel this in our own daily lives. We feel our imperfections. We feel our frailties. We feel the conflict. And when we lay our heads on the pillow at night, oftentimes we're thinking to ourselves, I'm living in a world that is not the way it's supposed to be. So the million-dollar question that we wrestle with, consciously, unconsciously, is how can we once again inhabit a world that is the way it's supposed to be? How can we get there again? That's the broader context to the Christmas story. And the answer begins to get revealed to us. One of the things that we notice about the Christmas story is that when Jesus comes onto the scene, he's called a savior. Jesus' primary function is a savior. He did not come primarily as a teacher or a moral example to set a standard that we try to live up to. That's not his primary function. Jesus came primarily as a savior, which means the problem we have is beyond our ability to fix on our own. And so how does Jesus address that? How does Jesus come as savior? He enters our world lives the perfect life we could never live, and he dies in our place, the death we rightly deserved. This is Jesus, not as teacher or moral example, this is Jesus as Savior. Let me try to illustrate that for you. We live in Wisconsin, the winters are harsh. Imagine you're on your way home One night, you're out on a country road. It's been snowing lightly all day. When your car hits a patch of black ice, you lose control of the vehicle. It flips a couple of times before it lands upside down on a frozen pond, breaking through, rendering you unconscious. And as it sinks below the icy waters, here's my question to you. What do you need most in that moment? survival expert to show you how to get out of it? A mechanic? In that moment, what do you need the most? You need a savior. That's what you need. It just begins to scratch the surface of what Jesus has done when he came into our world. He came not primarily as a teacher or moral example that somehow we're supposed to emulate. He came as a savior to save us from a problem we ourselves were unable to solve. 
Here's the challenge for us. We're in danger of missing out. Like Ogen's fear, we are in danger of missing out on this Jesus entirely when this is the only time of year we devote any kind of attention to Jesus. We're in danger of missing out on this Jesus as Savior when we prop him up primarily as someone we're supposed to emulate. And we miss out on this Savior. We miss out on this Jesus when we fail to rejoice and celebrate and honor him as Savior. Let me try to drive this home a little bit. I want you to imagine um, a woman, a poor widow, with an only son. Poor widow with an only son. She teaches him how she wants him to live. To work hard, to be honest, to help the poor. Somehow through her, her work, she makes very little money, but she, she scratches together enough to be able to put him through college. Imagine that after he graduates from college, he hardly ever speaks to her again. He sends her a Christmas card now and then, but he doesn't visit her doesn't return her phone calls. He doesn't write to her. But he lives just like she taught him to live. He works hard. He's honest. And he's charitable. Would we say that's acceptable? Of course not. Why not? Wouldn't we say that by living a good life, by living a good life, but ignoring an ongoing relationship with the one to whom he owes everything, he's actually doing something condemnable? This is an easy way for us to miss Jesus. We think that if we live a good life of morality and generosity, that that will be sufficient. But if Jesus came into our world primarily as Savior, to live the life we could never live, to die the death we would never want to die, wouldn't we say that by living a a good moral life but ignoring an ongoing relationship with this Savior, we're actually doing something condemnable? He is, after all, the one to whom we owe everything. See, what it means to be a Christian is to rejoice in, celebrate, and honor Jesus as Savior first. That's what it means to be a Christian. So how are things between you and Jesus? If Jesus was sitting next to you, you were to ask him this question, Jesus, how are things between the two of us? How would he answer the question? How would he answer that question? Maybe this Christmas season is going to be something a little different. Maybe through this time together, you're beginning to see Jesus in a light you've never seen him before. You're coming to understand that he came primarily as a savior. Maybe 2018 has something in store for you that you didn't expect a week ago. And that is an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Because those who belong to Jesus will one day inherit the world of our dreams. One free of all the problems that cause this life to be what it's not supposed to be. That's my hope, that's my prayer for you, that you see him in that way. And that 2018 is a wonderful year as you walk with him. Would you pray with me? Jesus, what we need is to be amazed at your love and your grace. That you would leave behind the paradise of heaven to come and inhabit our world, corrupted and flawed. To put on the confines of human flesh, to live in it as a human being, is amazing in itself. So Jesus, I pray that as we ponder the life you've lived and the death you've died for us, I pray that our hearts may be set aflame maybe for the first time. For some here, maybe they have looked at you as simply someone they're supposed to emulate rather than someone who has come to save them. Melt their hearts, Jesus, by what you've done for them. And I pray that in response to that, they would nurture an ongoing relationship with you. We thank you that we have reason to sing. We have reason to praise you. We have reason to celebrate, rejoice in, and honor you. And we do that in the closing moments of our time together. In Christ's name, amen.